Hello, what's going on, everybody? Here today with my man, Connell Spain, at the End of Cut Podcast. And before going any further, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and comment down below. As again, I said, we have the national champ, Florida State Seminole in the flesh, baby. 1993 nose champion, Connell Spain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Glad Thank you, man. Here. Thanks for coming through to the Absolutely. In The Cut podcast, bro. Absolutely, man. Wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world. And and certainly, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure, bro. We've been knowing each My other a long bro. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been knowing each other a long time. And, you know, uh, I said, you know what? I got to be here for my brother. My brother. And, um, you know, being that we both love Florida State. Love hey, forever, man, baby. What, what, you know, it's just a beautiful season right it's now. It's one, talk about it. Beautiful season. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Spain, sir. Tell them I know about you, but tell the people at home a little bit about yourself. Right, right, right. So, um, uh, my name is Connell Spain. I'm uh, originally from Melbourne, Florida. Uh, grew up in Melbourne, Florida. Became an All-American football player. My whole family's from um, Melbourne, Florida. Uh, became an All-American um, football player at Melbourne High School. Was able to be picked up uh, on full scholarship to Florida State back in the 90s when, you know, was it, was real, it was yeah. too real tough. You had to be real good, good to yeah. get a scholarship yeah, to any one of the, you know, big three schools in, in Florida. That would be, you know, Florida State, Miami, or, or, or Florida at that time. So That's before all the other schools like UCF, yeah, and FAU, the, the, the and all baby school. Now, you know, they've been doing like, it for a while. They yeah. ain't won that. Yeah. But I'm sorry, go ahead. My right. bad, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we, we called them our baby brother schools. But, true, you know, true, uh, yeah. but yeah, so I was, you know, able to get picked up on scholarship, mm -hmm. you know, through, through hard work and dedication. Um, and uh, end up uh, on the 93 National Championship team with the likes of Charlie Ward and Derrick Brooks eyes. and uh, Tamari Vanover, yes, uh, Warwick Dunn. Yes, I, I mean, I can go on and on, play Forever. with uh, Walter Jones, who's now in the Hall of Fame. Let's go. Uh, Peter Bowlware. Mm. I mean, Renard Wilson. Hall of Fame. Andre Wadsworth. I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm going to start right well, there. Well, you got me happy, boy. Talk about it. I'm, I'm going to start right there, man. But, you know, it, that, that was the heyday of Florida State. We yes, kind of say, the, the the you know our house that's you know up there now we we certainly helped build you built that um, house and that's uh, right every time I go up there I get to see my name uh, etched in iron mm. on the side of the stadium forever so it's my grandbabies uh, uh, will we will forever see their pop up you know Straight on the up. side of the stadium absolutely so, yeah uh, it was a blessing man and you know I played there for from ninety two to ninety six. Mm -hmm. And I uh, had, you know, four great years there. And I actually played in two national championships, one in 93, which we won right. against Nebraska, and one in 96, uh, which we lost to, you know, those little lizards up yeah, north. I know. Gainesville. I, I wasn't going to mention that, man. I wasn't talking about them, but yeah. Yeah. And so, a lot of people going to give me grief, because right. I talk about the Gators like, did I say it? The Gators. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give me grief. So, you ahead, know, it's man. already hard to. You know, get in one championship and win it, but right, you know, right. you know, uh, just to look at it, man, man, you know, I played in two of them, but, two of them, bro. Uh, but yeah, you know, at, at at the end of the day, I'm forever national champion, man. And it feels doggone good, and um, you know, you don't really think about it until you start getting older, and people say, man, you was on those teams in the '90s and this, and I'm like, man, you know. Don't seem like it, thirty it, years. It's do really, it, right? we just had our thirty-year uh, uh, reunion uh, this last weekend. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, and um, so I, I got picked up by the Chargers after that for a short stint, and then played uh, uh, 
arena football for seven years. Champs there too. Yeah, champ there too. 1998 champion yes, with uh, Jay Gruden and mm -hmm. all the guys. Uh, uh, Barry Wagner. I mean, I can go on and on with that. B Wag, yes, yeah, sir. good guy. Yeah, and uh, I one of one of my um, friends, Reggie, man, he played. Oh yeah, Reggie was my away, good friend, man. and yeah, yeah, that was tough. I actually spoke at Reggie Reggie funeral, and uh, you know, he was he was a you know, good dude, good good guy. We hung good out heart, every man. day. Yeah, I remember y'all um, was like thick as thieves, bro. Thick as thieves, man. Yeah, yeah. And man. Uh, so that that, Big that shout was, out to you, Reg. Yeah, love you, man. Yeah, love always. You, man. Yeah, for real. Um, so yeah, that was a, that 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 definitely hurt. Uh, but uh, you know, he'll forever be remembered. You know, uh, definitely as a champion as well. So right. we, we did it together. And right. um, and so after that, man, I uh left football and uh. Finish up playing football, and as crazy as it sounds, I, I got into acting. Hmm. And um, my very, very first movie was uh, Any Given Sunday with uh, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Bill Bellamy. Um, and the movie did absolutely well. Um, still to this some, day, it's still playing. I know you got some good behind-the-scenes stories, yeah, yeah, man. I was Tell actually one, one of the man. casted football, movie, uh, football players in the movie, so I actually got credits in there. And, you know, everybody always asks me, were you there in that scene where – where uh, LL Cool J and Jamie Fox uh, Fox was fighting, I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I was right, right there, there. <laughs> right, <laughs> right there." Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was it was you know, well, anytime you got competitors, no matter if you're an actor, whatever the case may be, man, it's sometimes you're gonna you're gonna you know get that. But uh, you know, over the years, they made up and you know respect the you know I'm sure they got a lot of love and respect for each other. So it's probably like the heat of the battle, just like when you're on the field playing against a team that you may not necessarily hate but don't have like or respect for you. Just kind of lose it sometimes, like that, huh? Yeah. So it's like, and even when you know, when you was playing, when I was playing at Florida State, it's kind of like a lot of the guys, whether it was for Florida or Miami, we all knew each other. Right. We all either played against each other in high school or yeah. the, uh, 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 all star games or whatever the case may be. We all had a. It was a different type of. It was a different type of battle. It was like, yeah, it was personal, but yeah, yet, you know, it was stayed it, on the it, grid. It stayed on the yeah, it yeah. stayed between the lines. So yeah. it was kind of you know. One of those situations where it's 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 you 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 definitely want to beat your friend. Yeah, you know, yeah, like bragging rights. Kenny Holmes is like one of my best friends. Uh, he was actually the best man at my funeral. I mean, excuse me, my wedding. Right, and uh, he uh, he ended up, you know, like we're just best friends to this day. So it was kind of like uh, yeah, I always wanted to beat him. Well, what inspired you to even play football, though? Because was you always, like, just a bigger dude that you knew you want to be tearing up people on the defensive line? What is it, You bro? know what's so crazy is, like, when I was young, I never could play foot, the Little League football because I was always overweight, right? Right. So when I got to junior high school, I told myself, and that was, that was seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I said, well, when I get to junior high school, boy, it's going to be some heads rolling. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I just kept that anger with me because they wouldn't they wouldn't allow me to play football when I was young. Yeah. But it just stuck. And um, from seventh grade all the way, man, until I was 30 years old, uh, yeah, about 30 years old, I played football. Right. And uh, right. And so, when I, like I said, when I was small, I never could. But I always used to go out there and watch uh -huh. the, my other friends. And um, Oh, so you because you was too – for that age group, you just couldn't play. I couldn't play at all. None, none, because back then it was it was a weight thing. Okay, you know, okay. so I, I, they wouldn't allow me to play at all. Oh, so I was, man. I was, you know, I was very disturbed. Motivation, by that, yeah, bro. it was motivation, man. Yeah, it was definitely motivation. So I just became great at it, man. I always, I used to sit in front of the TV, little child with my my, my Dallas Cowboy hat, hat on, ah, helmet on, and just you know throw it around my head because it was too big. <laughs> yeah, 
And um, end up to the day, I actually like Baltimore Ravens more than I. But I grew up liking the Cowboys. Boys but, winning um, right now. Yeah, boys so, winning. Hmm, can you give us some some insight into like a role model or somebody who kind of like fostered? your desires or molded you or guided you? Like, did you have a particular role model uh, growing up to help push you? Yeah, my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, you know, when I looked at her every day, she sometimes, it, before my, my stepfather came in the picture, she she worked two and three jobs. We live in, 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 in the hood. Yeah. But you would never know it. We always had nice clothes. She always had a car. We right. always had food on the table, whether it was TV, dinners, whatever the case may be. Still something to eat. Still something on that. You know, That's we right. never went hungry. So I admire her. Um, even with 30-something years that she worked at the nursing home, uh, she probably missed two or three days in wow. 30-something years, man. Wow. And, and she just went out and she enjoyed what she did. So I, I was able to, at a young age, see that. Work ethic. Work ethic. Yeah. And a lot of people see me now, and they probably ask me where I get it from. Yeah. And a lot of that stems from her, yeah. you know. And yeah. um, uh, so I, I'm always doing something. I'm always into something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things, man. My mom is, she, 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 she's... You know she's she's awesome, man. And and to this day, uh, I you know the, the things have changed where I get to take care of her now. Yeah. So it, it's a feels blessing. good. It's, don't oh man, man it's, I know because like my mom, she's older now, and I be want to do things, but yeah. you can't do but so much. Yeah. But when you can do whatever you can, yeah, it make you feel good. Oh man, it's a blessing. It make man. you feel good. Yeah, sure. So what's some things that between football and acting that you see similarities in? I think when you're thinking about when you think about that's a great question. When you think about um, acting, mm-hmm. acting is more. Uh, <clears throat> it can be delivery. Mm-hmm. It can be re- remembrance of mm-hmm. lines, right? Right. Um, but it's still a team atmosphere in, ter- in terms of making a whole film, right? Because you have to do your part. Play your part. You have to play that part exceptionally well right. for that scene or that movie to make itself make sense. Right. Um, and so football is, is is a lot like that. It's either remembering plays, uh, remembering different stunts, um, being a team player. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it parallels, it parallels itself. And at a young, you know, after after um, football. Even but I would say even before I stopped playing football, I just got a knack for it. Like I just started looking at movies and things different, and I said, "Man, I can do that." Yeah, because I was just a natural. I just like to always crack jokes all the time. Yeah, yeah you're quite the funny guy. Yeah. I tell you that. Now, we've so, been rolling for some years. Where I tell you the you truth, you know. So it's kind of like I, I just kind of when I fell into it, it kind of I got the bug. You yeah. Know? But um, I would say, you know, and, and, and when you're thinking about a head coach, you're thinking about the director. Okay. You know, so it's all about. So each person is like a member of the team. It's like a member of the team. You got your head coach. You have your uh, assistant coordinators, yeah, assistant yeah. coaches. And no different than the setup of the, the, the um, hierarchy in terms of uh, the acting world. So yeah. for me, it, you know, I've worked with, a lot, you know, some different folks. I, I, I've worked with uh I did a little work on the ballers with the rock, mm-hmm. uh, and I just let them know, you know what time it was. Mm-hmm. With FSU. That's right. <laughs> I bet you did. Keep the nose going. Yeah, That's right, you baby. Know what time it was? That's what it is. But uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've dabbled into the security. Uh, I did executive protection for for a while. Yeah, uh, with a lot of entertainers, athletes, and and politicians, and mm-hmm. things of that nature, and. Um, um, you know, so I've, I've, man, I've done a lot. I want to go back to 
to college too. I did get my degree in criminal justice, and I also have a master's degree in business. Business. So, uh, for all the youngsters out there, it's not all about you know chasing the money and and just find you a solid foundation. And uh, I always thought having my degrees put me in the room with some different people, Absolutely. whether I used them or not. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So don't, but I don't take them for granted because I earned them. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, I wanted to touch base on that and make sure that the world know that with all that comes, you know, you stuff definitely got to have some your educational foundation uh, that's attached to you in some form or fashion. Yeah. So you you have an MBA. Um, Tell us about your first business venture that you had came up with. My, my, I'll go back to when I was young, young, and then I'll come back up just a little bit. But when I was young, young, my first, very first <laughs> job young. is actually what kind of what I just bought a business doing it, which is lawn care. So I just bought a, my wife and I just bought a lawn care service that has over 300 accounts. Wow. And uh, But my very first job, actually, as a, at a young age, I think I was under 10 at the time, and a friend, me and my buddy, was in the in in our neighborhood, and somebody let us borrow they they uh, mower, mm-hmm. a little push mower. push mower. And man, we used to go out and charge people five dollars just to cut the yard. And man, I'm telling you, man, yeah, oh no, definitely Talk about it. Yeah, so huh. that was my first job is is mowing lawns, and then, uh, um, and so that was that was one of the things that. Uh, Kind of, you know, push me young, there. young minded. It's always, I always had it in me. It's just that football took me in a different direction, yeah. and then I came back to it. Yeah, sometimes you take iPhone, sometimes you take Colonial. Yeah, right. I, I got it. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I got you, for real. All right, well, that's cool. So then you came up with your, your next adult business. Yeah, so that was. The one after my first one was uh, actually when I was playing for the Predators. I had a cell phone store here in town. I um, remember out, out, out um, I forgot uh, Maitland area, mm-hmm. and uh, did that for a little while, and then uh, moved up north after that. And what, what I started my security business, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was doing you know security for different folks, working with different companies, doing that, and and so after that I. Um, Jumped into credit repair. Credit repair. Yeah. We talk about that for yeah, days, yeah. bro. So, uh, was working with some folks up north and then ended up learning the game and, you know, started uh, doing that and just helping people, man. I love helping people because yeah. I know what it is to be in the 400s. Well, see, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that we don't really get taught a lot mm-hmm. in our community is about maintaining and keeping good credit. Yeah. To get things that you want, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, we don't even know about the credit score because when I know when I went to fam, man, them people were giving out the free credit cards Shoot. with the Sprint name on oh, all that stuff. Man. I went there and spent that thing about two weeks. I ain't know you had to pay it back. <laughs> right. You know right. So then when you go later on and it's still on your credit report, right. you wonder why you're looking at a 393 or something. Right. You know, you're like, well, what happened? I ain't right. even did nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that late so, paper staying you right in yeah, your face. Yeah. yeah. So you went into that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so you know, that. and that, that, that also happened to me. You know, being in college, getting credit cards. And at a young age, like you say, you really we don't get that type of conversation in our homes at a young age, especially in the eighties, nineties. I mean, I never got it. You know, I, I know that I see my, I, uh, you know, us moving from this to this. Yeah. You know, and we moving up in the world. Right. But far as you know, understanding how do you get there, mm-hmm. we never got those conversations. So we're all we so in terms of us. I, I don't like to say it, it, we just. 
we're, we're a lot further behind, yep. but we are catching up um, because there is a lot of, of people out there that are starting to understand credit, business credit, business funding, so forth and so on. So we are catching up. This episode of In The Cut Podcast is brought to you by The Boss Move, your content concierge. You know, I always believe in entrepreneurship. Um, I certainly don't knock anybody who, you know, is doing a nine to five. Um, that's, you know, because to each his own and everybody has to feel their own happiness. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And, uh, but my goal is to always encourage and educate of how we can do better as a people. And that's your Spain Financial Consulting Group. 850 Financial Group. 850. And uh, I also have the Spain Group, which we concentrate on government, local and state contracts, whether it be uh, facility management, janitorial, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so, and then I have um, uh, 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 Green Gurus, DBA Batter Up, which we service a lot of Bavard clients in terms of lawn care, uh, lawn services, and things of that nature. And, um, so yeah, we and also we now have in about two months we should have our first group home open, which is uh, it's called the Star House, which stands for Spain's kids. Uh, um, Spain's kids always rise. Spain's kids always rise. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So you speaking about group homes? Um, it had to be a big like change in emotions and feelings to go from a stadium full of people hollering and screaming for you to all of a sudden just like no longer dealing with it, no longer experiencing it. It's got to almost be deafening. That's the silence and the difference between the sword and the roar of the crowd hmm. to not touching that football again. How did that, how does that affect athletes? You know, when they come out of that and all that, that adrenaline rush, how do you hmm. feel that and what emotional pain or, uh, different feelings have you experienced since your absence, and how did you deal with those things? Well, what a great question because you know I I, I had this uh, we did a panel uh, Charlie Ward and I and a few other guys up in Tallahassee for the spring game this year, and that was part of the questions like like how do you like the transition from all of that you know being zero to one hundred for five years and then going down to Zero. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no blueprint. There's no Bible. There's no nothing to say. This is how you're supposed to react. This is what you're supposed to do. It's just right. like gone. That's it. It's it. Yeah. And it's like wow. So we know nothing else. You know, as sad as it sounds, it's different nowadays because they have the NIL, right? So right. they can paid, get paid. Get paid. Football. Never play again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Football. Back then, it was just totally different. Right. You know. So. For me, it was you know it was it was tough you mm. know it was like a bad marriage. Mm. Um, I hated football for a long time. I couldn't watch it. And these are wow. stories that not only myself will tell you, but if you sat down with a lot of athletes, you'll hear them say the same thing. Wow. Oh yeah, it's very prevalent, right? Mm -hmm. So I was telling uh, of when I was in Tallahassee, I was saying how how deep of a depression I was in, and I really didn't know it. Wow. Because I went from smiling all the time to trying to find a smile. Wow. And it was one of those situations where one night I found myself in front of a church with a, with a, with a 45 in my hand, wow. in my lap, wow. trying to coward myself out. Right. Like, you know, right. and I'm glad that night I was actually a coward because, you know, I wouldn't be here to tell these stories, right? Yeah, so, for real, bro. Uh, Thank you so, for not doing it. It's, it's, and, and, you know, th that's truth. And that's, that's, the, the effects of 
of, of you know, leaving something or the, or a parting ways with something you, you love so much. Call it a bad marriage. It, it's it's a, a bad marriage. And obviously we know that, you know, even with marriage, you know, things happen like that. People right. don't want to be here no more. Right. And, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom. Like it took me years to tell my mom about that, wow. and because I just kept it in. And uh, a lot of the, my problem was is keeping all of that stuff bundled up in me, mm-hmm. and afraid to talk to my brother right. about my situation because you don't know if my brother gonna keep my situation to himself, to our situation, our situation. Yeah, you know. I so feel that. it's like, and then you. And then it's like you don't want to. You don't want people see you doing this or see you working this type of job because they only have one vision of you. Champ, champ. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's a tough road right. because it's like, man, I don't want. If I, it's like, where you gonna go if people don't know you? Like everybody, you know, I go pretty much anywhere and people know me not because I'm, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx, but just because. You know, eventually somebody gonna know who you are. Right. You know, I'm, I can pretty much go anywhere in the United States, minus South Dakota and North Dakota and yeah. places like Play that, cold. and they gonna know me. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a real tough transition for me, um, and it was, it was part of it because I kept everything in. Part of it because my, I let allowed my ego to get in the way, um, and thirdly, I I had no vision after football. I, I didn't have a game plan. So you think that the um, sports leagues that you were a part of, do you feel they do enough to prepare players for the end of their careers within it, or along with mental health, making sure that your mental is right when you're playing these games or not playing these games? Or is it just kind of brushed under the rug, like you don't really get much attention to it because you're supposed to be this big, strong dude that can take on anything type stuff? Well, I, I think in a sense it's the latter. I think maybe nowadays they have a little bit more for these guys to 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 um, you know to to direct themselves to. But I know when I, you know a lot of a lot of us, I know a lot of guys that I played with ended up on drugs, jail, dead. Um, uh, you know, and some of it came from the being you know so depressed, like they just didn't care. I, I know one one of my old teammates told me he started robbing people and all of this good wow. stuff, and he didn't care about dying or nothing. Wow! So I mean, they didn't know then, basically, basically no. Wow! And so it's one of the, it's 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 and so partly what I was telling the group up in Tallahassee is we have to find find a way to not look at us as running up and down the field. As as a way of winning, yeah. But actually, get with us and not always look for an autograph mm-hmm. to sign, yeah. But show us a, a way that we can sign on buildings and and mm-hmm. duplexes and houses right. and things that have value, right? Right. Like autographs are fine, but that's just an autograph. What What can I do to build my my family life up like you have built your family life. How can I own a McDonald's like you own a McDonald's? You have to show me that because yeah. we don't we don't know that like that. Just no football. Uh, right. We just know football. Well, basketball. That's not fair to us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not fair to us because we don't know the no. Right. You know? And then, and so, um, so that's when I look back at it, I'm like, man, the times have definitely changed in terms of, you know, having NIL money because a, a lot of these kids, man, they, they into the millions. They so they can go out and purchase. Football, yeah, they don't really, yeah. you know, it's a different sense. So it's you know they 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 out here, you know, uh, Shadur <laughs> yeah, Sanders with the watch and uh, yeah. all that good stuff, and that's great. Yeah, but I just hope that they understand that 
if you don't shave, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Yeah. Period. Straight up. Well, you say you have a group holding gear to open up, and that seems to be one of your passions because you, you talk about it off the camera, and I pretty much when I talk to you all the time, you're talking about getting those group homes going. What is the 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 meaning or the uh, the onus for you to be so involved and so passionate about providing group homes for uh, underprivileged or uh, at risk, at risk yeah. youth and mentally challenged and need help with this, that, and that? What does that from? What does that come from in you? Right. So the Star House, and I want to go back and say the Star House stands for Spain's teens always rise, right? Okay. So, but my 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 wife and I, our whole biggest thing is being able to give back. Right. And and in that now I'm we're able to talk, show these kids, you know, what credit looked like, what the whole dynamic, some of the things we didn't get. Right. Right. So um, loving on these kids, showing them how sitting them being able to call some of the people I know uh, big law offices or big uh, people in L3 Harris or whatever the case may right. be. And get these young kids in front of these kids. I don't, right. you know, because they just need the exposure. Just to see it. They just need to see it. Yeah, man. Because you never know if they, could, they, they're going to be yeah. building a rocket or, yeah. you know, it could change their whole concept. If, they, if they're never around that, right. then how do you expect for these kids? It. How you exactly. even, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, what do you want to be? A doctor. A doctor, a lawyer. Right? Or, yeah, And yeah. that's fine. Right. But what have you done to expose them to being that? Actual doctor or lawyer. Like putting the type of programs in schools to help these kids see it, field trips. I mean, come talk to them. I mean, all of them. That's type what things. I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. that's part of the plan is to actually have people on that level to give me some of their time yeah. so that they can give give my kids in our group home some of that time that to, to really, because uh, uh, a lot of them don't have no direction. A lot of them don't have uh, parents. A lot of them don't have any of those things. And and because of that, we become the parents. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be a part of this and I'm going to be feeling like I'm your parent, then I'm going to treat you like you're my son or you're my daughter. And I'm going to expose you and give you every avenue to succeed that you can possibly imagine. And when I see you walk across that stage or you uh, going to the Army or Navy or whatever the case may be, Man, that's that's we we just won. Just won. We just won another national championship. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's we just right. won another. Every time that we can save one of these ch kids, we have won another national championship. Every time. And that feeling is forever. Like you know, I, I look at winning the national championship. Every, I get I get goosebumps sometimes. You know. I get it for you. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in my media right room and I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man. I, you know, right on from little old Melbourne, Florida. You yeah. know, so. Um, so these kids are going to be exposed to some great – I'm able to take them to football games, right. take them to the sideline, take them in the locker room. Oh, man, you know, the smile is going to be on their face. Yeah, just you know, experience it. It's going to be unbelievable. So I'm, I'm just super excited about that whole thing about, you know, with these kids. You know, a lot of people, you know, son, the truth of the matter is a lot of – sometimes people do it for money, right? I'm good. I'm okay. Right. I, I, God allowed me to bounce back and – and and the most most heavy way, right? So, um, but we're doing this because our soul t told us to do this. I know that's right. Well, if you had anything that you want to tell the younger athletes out there today, or the first time entrepreneurs, or uh, just anyone dealing with trying to open a business, 
or becoming an athlete and, you know, become really good at it or trying to get scholarships. What are some advice or tips, some advice or tips that you would give them to uh, help them along the way? Right. I'm going to give you some real advice. One, obviously, is grades, right? Because all those coaches and all the direct director player personnel, director, uh, all of they, they're going to they're gonna come in. They're going to talk to you. Your character has to be A1. Mm. They're going to come in. They're going to ask about you. They're yeah. gonna ask about your character. How's he as a teammate? Right. What type of at work ethic does he have? He or she has. Right. Um, and so that's gonna be very important. Two, pull up your pants. Sure. Talk about that. Pull up your pants. Yeah. Right. Presentation. No, presentation yeah. and 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 the first eyesight of of you. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's gonna carry yourself. A long way. Well, they say you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Right, and no matter how good you are, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No matter how good you are, don't let nobody out here tell you mm-hmm. what I'm telling you is fake. Because I would love to have a conversation with anybody because I don't been there and I know what they look for. I I I, I don't seen it, yeah. and I don't seen people lose scholarships because of their character, their grades, and they want to look like where they come from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You, if, you can't do that. Once you get to that another level, you have to do different things. You can't look like your homeboys no more. Right. Homegirl. Can't be around them either. You can't, you, can't be, you can't do it. But see, that's tough. That's that's a thing, though, bro. Like, keep it real. I grew up in the hood. I mean, I wasn't a hood guy. I'm not a thug or a gangster. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the hood. You right. got where I'm from. You grew up in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. little rough in the um, neighborhood. When you try to dissociate yourself away from certain elements, you, you tend, for some reason, in, in the community to be talk badly about, look down upon because you want to do something different. When that affects people's decision-making, how do you tell them to stay strong, keep going, and, and push forward, and don't worry about all that foolishness? You know what I tell them? Hmm. Jesus had the same thing happen to him. And you know what Jesus do every day still to this day? Forgive us. Every day. <laughs> That's real. So I'm not going to worry about what you say about me. That's right. Because at the end of the day, I got to do for me. And when you're not around, you can't. You're not gonna pay my bills. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, at the end of the day, Jesus was crucified. However, people want to say the Bible, whatever, whatever. This only the only thing we can go by is what we read. Right. So he was crucified. Right. But he still loves us. He still do the right thing by us. So I don't care what no man say, no woman say, whatever the case may be. It, It is what it is. You cannot do. Some of the same things you do when God blesses you. To, to move up to the next level. You can't do it. Yes, right. And I ain't saying leave your friends. I'm right. saying what I am saying is if they ain't willing to change and understand where you going and willing to change where you going, right. then you have to have some type of separation. Absolutely. I'm still to this day at 49, 50 years old getting rid of friends because you know what I do every six months? Mm. I audit my friends. Uh-huh. What what value are you bringing in my life? And if you ain't bringing no value in my life, I don't need you, you can't be in my life. And that's my my wife will tell you that I just let one go last week. That's big. Period. That's big, bro. And we've been friends for twenty three years. That's big. It's big decisions because too. I felt it, very big decisions, but those man decisions. Man. And I, I don't want that around my. Fa- I gotta have good energy, man. Facts. I gotta have good energy. Good vibes on it, it, it. It's so important to me, man. Like yeah, I, I just I'm willing to lose it all to have my my peace. You talk know, about it, boy. Peace is everything. Because I done lost it all before. I done lost it twice before. So losing money ain't nothing to me. I ain't even afraid of that because I know how to get it back. Just sit tight and let God do his work. He did it before. He'll do, do it, it again. again. I so it. I, ain't, I don't get caught up on money. I don't chase it. I don't do none of that. And for these youngins out here, 
when you get to the point where that money chasing you, yeah, you know exactly what I mean. Right. You don't have to do nothing but just stand there. And it's coming. And your bank account, you're going to look at your phone, yeah. and your bank account going to be ching, 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 from Zelle, from Venmo, from PayPal, that. from all that. That's right. You know, so you don't have to chase, you don't have to look at the next dude that got big rims and ties with all that music in the car. Man, them days are over with. Yeah, for real. You know, this, yeah. is, this world is about a corporate look. Yeah. You know? That's right. This world is corporate look, and, and you know, the trends of yesterday ain't the day. Right. And so prices ain't the days. It, it ain't, and ain't, ain't gonna never be. That's right. I mean, you got to right now the housing ten percent. Mm. You know, God dog ten percent, and you around here with four hundred credit score, and you worrying about what Jolene's saying <laughs> down the street. No, bro, she got a four hundred one. Yeah, she yeah. So she she talking noise about you. Yeah, y'all you talking noise about her, and both of y'all got four hundred credit score. Yeah. How about y'all come over here and talk to me so we right. can get y'all on a d- different level? So now y'all can be talking about a different conversation. Well, tell the folks where to find you and how to come and check that out, bro. Absolutely. So uh, my, with my credit repair, credit funding, uh, business funding, all that good stuff, um, you can catch us at one eight hundred. Uh, uh, let me give you a website. It's www.850financialgroup.com. Bet that up. 850financialgroup.com. Well, champ, it's a pleasure yes. and an honor, bro. Yes, you know, sir. we stand on the square together. We we got some squares running around here, man. But I'm just grateful for as this is the man-to-man conversation, yeah. your insight, your humbleness, bro. You're very humble, brother, um, which is, is clear to see. You know, you have a passion for what you do. You have a reason for what you're doing. Yes, and I look forward to what you got going on, man. And if anything that we can do here at the Boss Move Studio, you know, in the Cut Podcast, man, we got your back. You let us know anytime you want to come through. We're more than welcome. So with that being said, we thank you again. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, and share down below. Leave us some good comments or bad comments. It don't matter. Let us know what you think. In the Cut Podcast, we are.